Welcome to the Not Effect of That Boy Malcolm Randy Random Crap Show. I am your host, That Boy Malcolm, uh, with an impromptu show. Uh, this is fresh off of uh, boxing and MMA's uh, UFC's uh, cards for the night. Uh, in boxing, Adrian Broner loses to Mikey Garcia. Uh, Mikey Garcia dominated the fight, and Adrian Broner looked uncomfortable. Didn't didn't know how to. Uh, Adjust. Also tonight, Daniel Cormier loses to John Jones via knockout. Uh, pretty much a balanced fight. Uh, two cards. You know what? I'm gonna I'm say it like this here. Uh, most most of the time, people try to put MMA versus you uh, have uh, against boxing tonight. I'm not gonna do that. I, I I watch pretty much the main events of both cards. I did catch a little bit of uh Charlo and uh uh knocking out I I can't even think of his opponent was right now. It's so much on the table and, and this is impromptu and I think uh the cyborg defeated her opponent, which those two are expected on both of those undercards. The big main event, I'm going to start off with John Jones defeating uh, Daniel Cormier. I would say watching, I'm not that proficient on UFC. Uh, I'm, it's kind of a new thing to me. But I'm I'm working, I'm I'm steady trying to buy into the sport. Because it's, it is an interesting sport. It got some interesting characters in it. And so I, I do watch here and there when, when I can. And what I saw this fight was I saw Daniel Cormier. Uh, Daniel Carrimay, I cannot pronounce his name right now as I screw up names as I always do. Uh, He fought a good balanced fight Uh, initially. I think um, John Jones was pretty much controlling him, but he was, Cormier was landing the more superior, more powerful punches throughout the fight. Jones was keeping him keeping it at a distance with his uh with his kicks his kicks and his countering, uh, uh but yeah, Cormier was landing some effective blows until Jones landed a a good kick to the uh, to the head uh in, in the third round, which knocked Cormier off balance, and he followed it up with a rampage of kicks until uh, Cormier hit the floor. And he started dropping elbows and some punches until the referee stopped the fight. I I, I watched this fight, and I, I pretty much was impressed by both fighters. Um, the passion after the after the victory and the agony of defeat was in full display this fight and after the fight. Uh, but here's, uh, here's the post-fight interview. Like right now, 
right now to have that belt back around your waist and hear Bruce Buffer say, a new undisputed light heavyweight champion of the world. That was unbelievable, man. That was unbelievable. It's a surreal moment. Man, thank you guys. Thank you all. Everybody. All the love, all the support. I know it hasn't been easy to root for me. But I've had the most loyal fans ever. I love you all. Thank you so much. Even the haters, all the negativity, all the discouraging things that were said. I love you guys too because you guys motivated me and pushed me to just keep fighting and to prove you all wrong. So I love you all. John, look up at the big screen and let's take a look at the end of the fight. You caught him with his head kick. And this is what started all off. Perfectly placed head kick. You saw he was hurt. Talk us through what was going through your mind when you saw that kick land and you saw his legs give out. Uh, well, well, I just want to thank my, my coaching staff, Greg Jackson, Mike Winklejohn, Brandon Gibson, AJ Styles, Tusa, Mike Benneville. I got the best coach, Lawrence. I got the best coaching staff, Jesse, my swim coach. Uh, but, um, but uh, you know, we know that he likes to dip his head to the left, and we are making on him to instinctually dip that way sooner or later. And, uh, you know, I didn't throw many high kicks, and I surprised him with that one, and, and, and it did the job. It's over, John. It's over. You came back? It is over. Yeah, you know what, Joe? I want to take this time to thank Daniel Cormier for being my biggest rival and motivator. Daniel Cormier, guys, he has absolutely no reason to hang his head. He has been a model champion, a model husband, a model, a model father, a teammate, leader, and I aspire to be a lot more like that man because he's an amazing human being. Unfortunately, we are opponents, but outside of that, he is a true champion for the rest of his life. Congratulations, Sean. I hope your life from now on is nothing but good. And that was the post-fight interview with John Jones. Uh, you saw, the, you can hear the passion. Uh, he 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 went through the last couple of years making a, a bunch of mistakes. Uh, the the drug charge, fell in a drug test when they were supposed to have a rematch at UFC 200, and now he he he's come back. He's regained his title, and and. Hopefully he he doesn't screw this up because he he him he's one of the he's one of the guys that I I, I am intrigued with when it comes to uh, MMA. Uh, hopefully this guy keeps his act together. He also called out Brock Lesnar after the fight, but that's neither here or there. Now uh, we also I also have the interview post fight interview with Daniel Cormier. Be that respectful, John Jones. It shows the maturity of himself through the ups and downs of his career. And Daniel Cormier is not done either. Don't think, ladies and gentlemen, that just because he's hurt right now, he's done. He's not out of this. An incredible performance. I'm here with Daniel Cormier. Daniel, give us your thoughts right now. I don't know, man. Uh, I thought this fight was going well. I don't even know what happened. It's like I got kicked in the head. Oh, man, that's so disappointing. You know, I, I don't think 
it's a good idea to interview fighters after they've been knocked out, but I really wanted to give you a chance to express yourself. I know this is an incredible moment for you. It's very emotional. What, what can you say at all about this and the rivalry between you and John? I don't know, man. I guess if he wins both fights, there is no rivalry, so I, I don't know. Thank you for everything, Daniel. Daniel Cormier, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel Cormier humbled in defeat tonight. John Jones. Brock Lesnar. If you want to know what it feels like to get your ass kicked by a guy who weighs 40 pounds less than you, meet me in the octagon. And there you have it, uh, the post-fight interview. You hear Daniel Cormier, uh, very humble, very shattered, very heartbroken by this loss. And you also hear John Jones uh, call out Brock Lesnar. So that will be interesting. Will Brock Lesnar answer the call? His suspension will be up in a, in a few months uh, for failing a drug test. So we'll see. Will Brock Lesnar come back and fight John Jones? Will Brock Lesnar come back and fight anyone? That's to be determined. Now, Mikey Garcia tonight defeated Adrian Broner. And what I saw from this uh, fight, boxing fight, is Mikey Garcia was the was aggressive, and Adrian Broner could not adjust to it. It was pretty much, if you really look percentage-wise, it was an even fight percentage-wise, but what happened is, is Mikey Garcia was the aggressive guy, and Adrian Broner did not let his hands go. Therefore, Mikey Garcia dominated this fight. Now, uh, a reason why, another reason why I decided to do this show, because it really wasn't the boxing or the MMA that made me do this impromptu show. It was the fact is it was a few things that I missed when I did my last show just yesterday. Being a Rockets fan, the Rockets picked up Chris Paul this offseason in a trade for Patrick Beverly and a couple of other guys, Sam Decker and uh, Montreal uh, Harrell, and some other pieces which the Rockets just purchased just to make, make them, the numbers match. Uh, as a Rocket fan, it's intriguing to see uh, a, a guy handling the ball who is a pass-first point guard, who is a high distributor guy, low turnover guy, a guy who can shoot a high percentage, a guy... Pretty much you traded the uh, all-defensive guard in Patrick Beverly for the other all-defensive guard in Chris Paul. So it's going to be interesting next season to see what the Rockets do, especially in this uh, D'Antoni offense, which has uh, the ball in guard's hands a lot. People who, looking on the outside, thinks that, hey, uh, it's only one ball. Well, here's the deal. When you have a Chris Paul on the team and you have a guy like James Harden, these guys are also great passers. These guys, people always think, oh, one ball, the guy with the, that likes to have the ball a lot is going to dominate the ball and the other guy's not going to be happy. If you really pay attention to basketball, if you, if you have guys who are able to distribute the ball, you can let them have the ball a lot because they're going to, get the ball to guys who can make plays or finish. And really, that's what it all matters is finishing baskets. So James Harden can catch and shoot. 
James Harden can catch and finish around the basket. Same as Chris Paul. He can catch and shoot. He can catch and finish around the basket. There are rumors of the Rockets trying to go after Carmelo Anthony. It's seeming more and more unlikely because no one wants to take up Derek Anderson's contract, which is actually longer than Carmelo Anthony's contract. He has three years left on his deal. Carmelo Anthony has two years left on that deal. Knicks don't want to pick that up, so therefore they'd rather just set on that trade. Now, in other NBA news, there's another trade. There's, uh, there's another issue that's been discussed. Kyrie Irving asking for a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers, which I find is puzzling because people are saying, because the claim is, is Kyrie wants out of Cleveland because he doesn't want to play with LeBron anymore. And I'm I'm not so sure if that's true because I know people are believing this and, and it's out there and I can, I can attest that playing with a, uh, a top perimeter, a top player in the league is always difficult to play with because he wants to hold, he holds his teammates to a high accountability and Kyrie wants to be that top guy. But I don't think it's this whole, I want to be a top guy. Because there's this, these theories out there that LeBron's going to leave Cleveland at the end of the season. I actually believe he is likely that he wants to leave Cleveland after this offseason. I don't think he wants, now people theorize that he wants to play for the Lakers. I don't think he wants to play for the Lakers. And the reason why is, I, I honestly believe he's playing the Lakers the same way he played New York Knicks fans when he went to Miami years ago. Um, and I think he's doing the same thing with New York Knicks. I mean, uh, Los Angeles Lakers fan. I don't. I I really don't theorize him wanting to go play for L.A. And people are saying, hey, he bought a house in L.A. Yeah, he has a house in L.A. He has a house in Miami. He has a lot house in Houston. Yes, NBA players have a lot of houses, and what they do is they own homes and they rent out their homes and they make money that way, or they. They have homes because they have so much money that certain times of the year, that's where they like to have either raise their family or they like to vacation or they like to do other things. Like, for instance, you get a home in L.A. because you like to you have a place to live while you do while you pursue acting or other alternative things. Now, as it comes to Kyrie Irving, I, uh, I believe he's leaving. He wants to be traded for the same reason I believe LeBron James is leaving. I think there's this myth out there that LeBron James is the uh, uh, general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> the de facto general manager, and it's going around, it's been going around all for the last few years, few seasons by media. That This is something they all agree on. But it's just, I find it puzzling because... The moves Cleveland have made the, the last few seasons doesn't seem like moves that LeBron would want. Therefore, why is, how is he the general manager? I don't think LeBron wanted to lose Matthew Delvinova. I, th- uh, I don't think he wanted to, to have this big holdout wait over the re-signing of uh, Tristan Thompson. Uh, I don't think he wanted this passive passive uh, way of uh, trying to at least get a guy in there for the mid-level exception this offseason. I don't think LeBron would have wanted to uh, to be passive on uh, trying to trade for Carmelo Anthony. This just or uh, 
Griffin leave because Griffin, when Griffin, the former general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, left, he said he's he he got tired of having to answer to someone. This is the same reason why he didn't want to take the Knicks job. He didn't want to have to answer to someone when he wants to make some moves. And I don't think that guy that he didn't want to answer to was LeBron James. I think it was uh was uh I can't think of the owner name. <laughs> oh, Daniel Gilbert. Uh, uh, Dan Gilbert. Uh, I I believe that players don't want to play. LeBron don't want to play for Dan Gilbert. I don't. I believe that Kyrie Irving don't want to play for Dan Gilbert anymore. I think he he. he I'll be honest. I I kind of read sometimes read guys like this. He seems like this type of guy that that wanna that wants to get all the credit. And at the same time, want to prove that, hey, I'm in charge. Therefore, he doesn't allow other people to do their jobs. He wants to prove that he's in control. And I I, I believe that the reason why LeBron will leave Cleveland will be because of Dan Gilbert. The same reason why I initially said years ago he left Cleveland. I think that's the same reason why Kyrie Irving wants to leave Cleveland. Because LeBron leaves Cleveland, Kyrie Irving will get all the things that he cl- that is claimed that he wants. As in, he don't want to play with LeBron. He wants to be the lead guy. He will have that in Cleveland. So why is he still wanting to trade? Either he believes that LeBron's not leaving Cleveland, or... He he just ours is something else, and that something else is I don't think he wants to play with Dan Gilbert. But this is a short show. This is me trying to fit in some stuff that I forgot to discuss yesterday, and also I want to talk about the the MM uh, the UFC card and the boxing card that was tonight. But uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening like and. Try to get get it in when I can get it in. Oh yeah, there's something I'm thinking about doing, cause uh, that will theory, uh, people were theorizing this season, uh, the the uh, the Golden State Warriors, the big talk, Golden State would they beat the 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 uh, would go would the Golden State Warriors beat the Chicago Bulls '96 Bulls in the NBA Finals? I think I found a way to try to find that out. Um, as uh, a site called What If Sports, I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use that site and I'm gonna do a seven game series to find out who wins that series. And either I'm going to do a podcast on some of them. Let me uh, put some of them in a podcast. If I don't fit it in, I still uh, post the box scores up and the results and and I'll let you just see for yourself uh, on my my page on Facebook that boy Malcolm Random Crap Show uh, thanks for listening and uh, you guys have a gr- uh, great rest of the weekend or a great Sunday because it's Sunday now alright enjoy <laughs>